Hi, I'm Austin. I'm Justin. Today we have a special guest, Kat. Hey, everybody. And this is Amazeballs. When you have an uh, ancient Egyptian cursed mummy haunting the southern United States swamps. Plot to a B movie? Yeah, and another mummy. Two mummies, one daddy. Here we go. It's episode four Mummy Daddy of Amazing Stories. You see, but a mummy's a special type of critter, see? It's already been killed once. We'll drive a stake through his heart, okay? That ain't how you kill no mummy. That's how you kill Dracula. Fire, then. They hate fire. Uh Uh-uh. Frankenstein hates fires. Frankenstein. Silver bullet. Werewolf. Werewolf. Okay, maybe I ain't sure how to kill a mummy. All right, boys, let's go home! Hi guys, and welcome back at Two Amazeballs. This is our fourth episode. We have our first guest today. I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. Woohoo! It packs a lot into a short episode. A lot uh, of twists and turns. Uh, well, it looks like it's going to be some sort of horror episode. Uh, you see just a mummy wandering through the swamp, groaning and stumbling. Yeah, I thought it was, like, I, I thought we were starting just... Right, with the mummy. Oh. Because I saw the name of the, the episode. <laughs> mummy Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> and then, it, but we quickly uh, changes tones. It kind of pans towards the film crew, and we see we're filming a B-movie in the swamps of America. Right. The southern. I thought, I thought it was a, a, like a funny line of why they were there. He's just like, oh, you know, you gotta, you gotta film on location for these things because <laughs> everybody's, it's a weird place and the people were weird and the things are weird and it, it rubs off on the work. Definitely, yeah. He wants to get the full ambiance in his cinema. Yeah. <laughs> and right away I kind of got that they were doing an homage to the old Universal Monster movies. The same soundtrack, orchestral, violins, very uh, swampy and misty atmospheres. That that clip earlier they referenced, like, the classic Universal Monsters. Definitely. They even said Dracula instead of (laughs) Vampire. And this one, it ties a lot of sort of little homages in together. We get some from the creature from the Black Lagoon in the swamp. Right. Uh, Later in the episode, there's a really good Frankenstein one where he meets a blind man in a cabin. But right now, we're on set, it's a B-movie, and they're filming uh, what they say is a true story, or an urban legend at least, and about the mummy Ra Amon Ka. The director was from an 80s show Perfect Strangers, which was sort of a retelling of The Odd Couple. You had uh, one character who was from America and suburbs, and one who was kind of like Fez from that 70s show, he was from a nondescript foreign nation, right, right, had yeah. very odd customs. Right. Yeah, I mean, they definitely, in this, they reference to New York a lot. Yeah, the whole film crew. The whole film crew was from there, and they just kept on, like, talking about, like, why can't we just do this there? The filming ends, and they call cut. They go back to the trailer. The actor who has on the mummy costume, um, 
he can barely talk and barely move. It's a really heavy, what looks to be like latex and yeah. uh, silicone and cotton kind of bandages. That movie must have been hell. Oh, he must have put on like 50 pounds of water walking <laughs> through the swamp that soaked into that. Oh my god. And it'd be so hot. <laughs> and the director starts to tell him about the legend that this came from, which was... Well, all that we really get is that there was a traveling band of people traveling through... Um, that had this money with them. I'm not really sure how it ended up in the swamp, though. It may have been sort of a curio. They used to do that back in the early 20th century, just carry around bodies and charge to look at them. Yeah, it was like a, it was like a freak show kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently it escaped. Yeah, or got lost in the swamps. No, yeah, he said that it, he said that it, like, like, it was just a mummy. They were, they were charging people to look at it, and then one show it came to life and attacked everyone. Oh, that's terrifying. <laughs> so that's what they're basing this movie off of. But that's not our lead actor's main concern. So the mummy is about to be a father. Uh, you see him talking to the director about his wife sort of pantomiming because he can't really speak through his costume uh, that his wife is due to have the baby in two weeks. And... Uh, Shortly after, he gets a phone call that his wife is actually in labor already, and he stumbles out of the house, down to the car, (laughs) and drives away immediately. And the director yells after him, I hope he makes it without stopping. That was a really strange line. Really strange line. (laughs) And they kept on, like, just kept on trying to get him to, like, calm down. Yeah. He's like, wait, we can get you a driver. (laughs) <laughs> he was out of there yeah, as soon as he got in the car. It looks like he stole the car. Who knows who's it, what, who it right. was? Right, yeah, yeah. Whose car it was. <laughs> then it shows him on the highway and he's driving, and he runs out of gas. Right, because he didn't check anything. Oh, he's in a panic, yeah. yeah. She's at a local hospital, I guess, in town filming with him, if you can even call it a town. We see probably three like buildings. It's like a swamp people. Yeah. <laughs> We, we see probably three buildings throughout the episode, yeah. and they're all separate from each other by yeah, the first what looks like the, miles of swamp. Yeah, first one he goes to the gas station, which he pushes the car to. Who mm-hmm. knows Who knows how long he pushed that car? <laughs> who knows how in long that, he drove it before it ran out of in gas? That, in that uh, costume. And the gas station attendee is watching uh, one of the old Boris Karloff mummy movies. Yeah, and we get some pretty good... Uh, Cuts. I liked how they did the cuts where it was like him watching, and it cuts to the main character like making the same motions, but like accidentally, like he would like <laughs> trip, and so he would have his hand up like he was reaching towards them. Whenever <laughs> one's on the TV screen and one's out the screen door. Yeah, yeah it was a good parallel. Yeah, um, he obviously scares the gas station attendee when he uh, groans and says, "I need some gas," almost inaudibly. And the gas station attendee runs off, abandoning it. So that's where we get to uh, Crossroads with a confusing sign. Uh, There's a sign for the town Gridley in six miles, but it's spinning around in the wind, so uh, it's not clear what direction it's meant to be pointing in. And it's written on both sides. Right. Which makes no sense, because (laughs) this sign is backed up against a cliffside. Oh, it makes perfect comedic sense. (laughs) And while he stopped looking at this sign, deciding on which way to go, left or right, little red truck comes up and just slams into him, T-bones him in the side. Beer cans come flying out of it. Right. I think it's around this point that he finally realizes that he's dressed as a mummy. 
Well, like, <laughs> yeah, right after he scares the gas station. Yeah, he's just like, why was that guy scared of me? He thought I was a mummy. Like, oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> he's in a sheer panic about this two-week early birth. Yeah. He's got to get there. And he does. This costume is really good. Like, it has the full teeth. It has the full face makeup, everything. I liked the costume a lot, too. Um, so the guys who hit him, like Kat said, beer cans just come flying out all the windows. An enormous amount of them. And they're terrified. What do you expect? <laughs> they're terrified because now there's a mummy, a crash, they just hit a car, and the mummy's stumbling towards them, groaning, trying to get help. Right. And of course these locals are familiar with the legend of Ra Amin Ka. Yeah. And that is what they immediately think of. That this is actually real. So they reach behind him to the gun rack, and without even pulling the guns off, shoot through the side of the truck yeah, with the mummy. Yeah, he just blew a hole in his own truck. <laughs> uh, luckily, our lead actor gets away. Yeah, he runs off back into, into the, the swamp. swamp, which <laughs> is, are you, like, I wouldn't do that, but I guess people are shooting at you. Yeah. I, I probably would. He's got a lot of things going on right now. <laughs> this is kind of like Job in the last episode. Nothing's going to deter him. And everything seems out to get him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> very similar. Except he doesn't have the gun this time. The mommy makes his escape. Uh, we cut to a town meeting, and everyone's yelling and arguing on how they're going to proceed to deal with the mummy. I love this town meeting, because we're led to believe this is uh, modern when this was filmed, 1985. Yeah. And everyone is dressed like a Quaker in this town hall. Oh, yeah. And there's only 15 or so people. Right. You know, like, this is the town hall meeting, and it's probably every adult that lives there. It's like the village from <laughs> M.A. Shyamalan. So they're all dressed old-timey, discussing what to do. We get yeah. to hear several ranting uh, sort of speeches. They're trying to figure out, like, what exactly is going on, and then that guy comes in and says that it was... The driver of yeah, the truck. The driver of the truck. He's like, it's Ram and Khan. Says they gotta go hunt it. There's an uh, older gentleman, a grizzled older country gentleman, sitting in a rocking chair who starts telling a story, and everybody quiets down and listens. Yeah. And he starts telling about how when they were younger, the uh, same thing... Ooh, yeah, a long time ago. Uh, the same thing happened. The mummy came into town. And very dramatically, he leads them into believing he knew exactly what to do. Which, I mean, he, I guess he did. He's like, you know what we did? Everybody started leaning close... And the big spoiler is... They moved away. <laughs> they just up and left. Yeah, they bursted out <laughs> laughing. Yep. I love how he came onto the screen, too, whenever it started, because it was kind of just like... Like, frame, like it was just framed of people talking, and all of a sudden, like, you see him rock in, and he's just like, you know what? It was a great <laughs> shot. It was. <laughs> um, so, nobody else likes this idea. They're going to stick by their guns, and they're going to hunt this mummy down. Yeah, and then the teacher comes in and says, Wait, what? We just automatically assume that it's uh, that it's evil. Yeah, and yeah. I, <laughs> I don't agree with her. If you've got a mummy on the loose, that's a powerful creature. Yeah. But <laughs> she's right. She, she is right in this. Oh, yeah. Scared of them it was, they yeah, because it wasn't an actual mummy. Definitely. <laughs> And she stands by this. We'll see if you later. It, if it was a real mummy, she would be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> one one other thing I wanted to say was uh, the the leader, um, the guy the guy that was driving the truck that shot at him. He is like so excited to go out and lynch this mummy. 
Oh, like, yeah. He just, like, he's like, he like, I just imagine he's like one of those guys that like sit there with a, with a shotgun, like praying someone tries to rob them. We don't have to imagine he's one of those guys <laughs> because we see he is. Yeah. He constantly has a gun on him and yeah. he's constantly promoting chasing this mummy down and lynching him. Right. We almost made that our feature clip for the beginning, <laughs> but it was, it was kind of dark. <laughs> Um, the mummy's in this cabin, the blind man's cabin, he offers him some tea. The hermit starts feeling up his face and body, and he's getting more scared as he's proceeding. He's starting to realize this is a mummy, because right. the guy still has a costume on. Which I brought up was weird, that he would know what a mummy would feel like. Well, he's dry, covered in red. I, I suppose. His like teeth obviously, are I guess he just knows something's wrong, no, not necessarily no. that it's a mummy. And but he does actually exactly. know it's a mummy. Well, you see him freaking out, and he has this pentagram necklace, so it's like, oh, maybe he's into the occult or something. It's a big gold one, too. It's like four inches in diameter and like an inch thick. Yeah, and then he gets lost in his own house. (laughs) Yeah, he goes stumbling down the hallway really awkwardly um, to... A closet? Or it had a lot of weird stuff in the hallway. A lot of though. jangly hanging yeah, things. Yeah, it was a lot of, like, weird, different, like, kind of occult-looking things. It's a swamp hermit's house. What do you expect? Yeah. <laughs> and he opens this, uh, we think is a closet, but it's a sarcophagus at the back of the hallway. The real mummy is inside. And comes to life. Immediately. <laughs> we get a close-up shot of... The actor who's dressed as a mummy just sort of being like, oh shit. Yeah, he makes like the, oh my god, face. Uh, Books it out of there. He's gone. We don't know what happened to the old man, but we can assume that's the first death of this episode. Well, maybe. Yeah. He was guarding it. He let it out. Oh. Who knows? The pentagram necklace could have protected him. (laughs) Oh, I don't know. He was pretty scared when he thought he got free. So now we've got two mummies in the swamp on the loose. And a lynch mob coming to hunt them down, carrying right. torches, pitchforks, shotguns, the whole works. Where and where would where would you go if a mummy was chasing you? Because I know exactly where I'd go—a graveyard. That's where we end up. <laughs> I get, in all fairness, he's not from here, so he doesn't—he didn't know. Yeah, and now he's got <laughs> a third thing to worry about. His <laughs> wife is delivering a baby. There's a mob chasing him, and there's an ancient Egyptian mummy after him. Right. With, who knows, curses, spells, the ability to resurrect more dead. Mummies are terrifying. (laughs) They're powerful monsters. (laughs) So he gets into the graveyard, and we see some gravediggers coming through, talking about which fresh corpse to excavate. I don't know if they want to rob it or sell it for body parts. No, doesn't ever clarify. Doesn't get that dark. Oh, wait, uh, before that happens, though... Our main character kicks the actual mummy's ass. Oh, right into a grave. Yeah, he's he's just like <laughs> like does like these weird mummy kung fu move where he he's does like ha- flexing his fingers and then he roundhouse kicks him in the face and the mummy falls into a hole. <laughs> he does the eighties kind of trope of I know karate, so you better not mess with me. Right. But he's an actor, so he probably does know some stunt karate. <laughs> he does a spin kick, yep, and knocks the mummy on his ass in a grave. Yeah. The grave robbers come up and he freezes against a tombstone. Like, just freezes in place. Because <laughs> grave robbers and T-Rexes, neither can see you when you don't it, move. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, they see the open grave, they lean over, and... Oh, they drop their flashlight in. The real mummy hands it back out to them. Yeah. And they're like, thank you! And then scream, run away. Um, and we realize a good way to trap a mummy is in a pit, because he's all stiff, he can't get out right away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then uh, 
I think this is the point where we see the mummy on wills. He steals the grave robber's motorcycle. Again, he books it as yeah. soon as the grave robbers are gone. He, Trying to get to that hospital. Much like last episode, regardless of the crazy shit that's happening around <laughs> him, he's got a thing he has to go do. So, last episode, we had a time travel story. And it was a young boy at the Alamo who had to deliver a letter and wound up in the 20th century. Nothing deterred him from delivering this letter, and nothing really shocked him about the future. He was on a mission, same as this. Yeah, but as soon as he comes to, like, the first corner, he turns and sees the lynch mob again. So he backs up and he goes into the water. <laughs> yeah. Loses the motorcycle. This is the point where they catch him, right? Yeah, they do catch him. The real mummy comes out and has the flashlight. Well, they put him on a horse, throw a rope over a tree with a noose on it, and put it around his neck. And yeah, we see the real mummy in the background, waving the flashlight, which it's been carrying. Who they wants never really this? decided on a way to actually kill a mummy. So I guess he just decides that a hanging is going to be the best way Default to... Default mode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they put him on a horse. They yeah. have a horse nearby. Yeah. Uh, put a rope around his neck. And the school teacher comes back. Yeah, and she's still trying to solve this without violence. She has a little child with her. And she's trying to tell everybody that this mummy might not be evil. So the the child is like, well, there could definitely be good and evil mummies. But you seem like a good one. She walks him up to him, and they're like, is this the example you want to set for the young people? Right. That was why she brought the kid. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and... But just in case, we better kill him anyway. Yeah, he yeah. could be a bad mummy. <laughs> so, and, hang him anyway. And then the... The the leader of Lynch Mob's like, yeah, that's my boy. <laughs> yeah, this is like a five-year-old kid. I don't know. It's pretty terrifying <laughs> and dark. They smack the horse's ass, send him on his way. Somehow he has shrugged off the noose. Yeah, we have no... I don't know what happened. Magic. I, 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 <laughs> I, yeah, maybe the guy who put the noose around him was, like, messed up. Um, like, didn't tighten it in time or something? This guy has been the guy who's been poking his head in every scene and commenting. Well, he was the hall. one... Yeah, he was the one watching the horror movies, so he's the expert. Yeah. And this is the actor who played Bob in the uh, Tim Burton Batman. The be the Joker's best man, Bob. Well, he had a little more lines in this one. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> every time someone tried to speak. So he gets away. Now he's on a horse. He's had a car. He's had a motorcycle. He's had a horse. All in this tiny episode so far. Yeah. And he makes it to the hospital. Yes, he does. He gets With on the, the highway. right behind him. Well, he ties the horse up, which yeah. I thought was pretty responsible. Gets inside <laughs> the hospital. But then it pans uh, out. You know, he didn't tie the horse to anything solid. He tied it to an old woman's walker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he still tied it. He was, he was trying. He's, he's got several things on his mind. Yeah. Maybe he can see out of those bandages that well. So that's probably the second death of this episode. <laughs> the horse pulling this old lady away. So after he gets in the hospital, we see that there's a back in five minutes sign. And this leads to one of my favorite scenes in the episode. He's running down the hall, opening doors, looking at random for his wife. And of course, every door he opens, since he's fully dressed in mummy garb, you hear a different type of shriek coming out of it. Right, yeah. Then he gets a bedpan thrown at him. <laughs> the doctor walks by and just, like, doesn't even acknowledge him. He's just like, oh, you should get those bandages changed. There's a nurse, too. <laughs> Which is a 
preposterous suggestion. I mean, he's covered in swamp grime. It's not a matter of just changing bandages. <laughs> but they didn't even look. They were so yeah. engrossed in yeah. their medical duties. Yeah. Didn't look up at him. Not the kind of thing that belongs in a sterile environment. <laughs> <laughs> His wife gets pushed on a gurney directly in front of him now. And we can well, see... Before a cop, sh- like, oh. as he's scaring people, a mm-hmm. cop comes out and he's like, Freeze! He's like, outside now! Yeah. So he leads him towards the exit, and we see the mob approaching with its torches again outside. And this is when his wife is wheeled up between him and the window. And there's a really touching scene. The mob is sort of... She immediately recognizes him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because she knows. He's he's on the set. Yeah. And she's like, meet your your daughter. Presumably, the angry mob decides to give up. Uh, One of them says to the other... I guess it's true. It's never too late. <laughs> yeah, it's true what they say. It's never too late. And, of course, they, they say the name of the episode. He's like, the mummy's a daddy. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of strange one-liners in this. Yeah. Uh, so let's not forget about the mummy. We have our problem resolved with the actor, but the real mummy who's been wandering with his flashlight has stumbled back onto the set of who, the B-movie. Who has probably killed a bunch of people before. Well, it's a big swamp. He may have avoided anybody. Well, the legends say that he killed a whole group of people. But he winds up on set, and they finish filming. Yep. No problem. Because he's just stumbling forward, they take the flashlight from him, they start filming, they do the special effects at the end, he's just I couldn't tell the differences between the two. I could. The face was a little scarier on the real mummy, I thought. I thought the uh, actor's makeup looked better, like, uh, <laughs> had more depth to it. I, I probably could have, like, noted that there were differences if they were standing next to each other, but I wouldn't have been able to tell you which one was which. Yeah, that's true. They were really good, both yeah. of them. And so they finish, they call it a wrap, we find out the name of the movie that they were filming, which is what? Mummy's Kiss. The Mummy's Kiss. Alright, that was a pretty good classic horror movie name. Right, yeah. Sounds like uh, a good B-movie name. They call it a wrap for the night. They say, we'll be back at 3 a.m. The director's, like, loving the guy's performance. It's, He's like, man, that. you were great today. <laughs> <laughs> Cuts to black, and he murders everyone at the shooting. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, funny moments in that where, you, like, where the mummy's, like, going to attack, and the director just kind of, like, cuts him off. Mm-hmm. Like, like he's just like, like, oh, you did a good job. He has his arm around him, and the mummy's like, oh, and he like shoves a cigar in his mouth without looking. When he's going to bite, yeah. right? he's like, congratulations on being a father. How'd yeah. you get back here so quick? Yeah. <laughs> and then he starts taking the mummy's. Uh, he's thinking he's undressing the guy. He's like, you must right, be dying in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, you must be dying in that. Let me help you get out of those. And then it, it zooms in on the mummy's face as he's unwrapping and it. And we get a smile. And then it cuts <laughs> to black, and I'm assuming they all died. Well, he's a very powerful <laughs> monster, like we said. Um, this was a really visual episode, kind of like the second episode, the magnetic. Yeah, a lot of physical comedy. Mm-hmm. Which was awesome. There was not a lot of dialogue, which is why it reminded me of the uh, Alamo Job. Right, and the mission, the whole mission thing. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of tie-ins. Also, it was uh, advertised as a horror and wasn't. Like (laughs) the first episode, Ghost Train. (laughs) This one had more classical horror elements. It did. I'd argue that this was way more horror since there was Mummy. Well, but it wasn't meant to be scary. It was meant to be an homage, really. Yeah. It was never scary. 
have we enc- we haven't encountered any episodes that have been meant to be scary yet, but they're on they're out here. Yeah, right. Not like tales from the crypt level scary, but kind and of. And then there are disturbing. some that are disturbing without <laughs> trying to be. <laughs> and we'll definitely get to those. Exciting. So, uh, I like this because it was sort of a horror comedy mix, and that's my favorite genre of movie. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely like the whole thing was pretty much an homage to those old Universal horror movies. And were there a lot of those before this? I know, like, Monster Squad came out in the 80s, and that had all the Universal monsters, which was a really strange movie. That's the one where we found out that uh, werewolves, after blowing up, can reform themselves. And uh-huh. uh, Dracula held up the little girl and just called her a bitch to her face. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It's like PG, yeah. just like... Beetlejuices. Oh, man. <laughs> that, that had a whorehouse in it. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. <laughs> so, uh, what did you guys take away from this episode? If anything. Uh, well, I mean, be careful when you form an angry mob. <laughs> <laughs> I really Can you like... Get your first? What was that? Get your facts straight first. Oh, definitely. Right? I mean... I loved all the intertwining storylines we had Before you decide here. that lynching is for everybody. Oh. <laughs> I wasn't expecting there... I wasn't expecting the real mummy to show up. No, that... I was expecting it just to totally be about him trying... Like, being confused for one. Took me for, by surprise as well. Uh, Alright, so I think that's a wrap, guys. What's next week's uh, episode? Next week's episode is uh, The Mission. Ooh, vague. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you guys then. Had a great time. This is Austin. This is, I'm Justin. And I'm Kat. Thanks for having me.